The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to our 2020 Year in Review on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to share some of the behind-the-scenes happenings and learnings from the MarTech Podcast content production team. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that talks about a challenge we face, how we reacted, and what the results were as we created, published, and marketed our content. Joining me today is the man behind the scenes, my head of content production, Mr. Todd Hines. So far this week, Todd and I have talked about how to deal with some of the unforeseen and unforeseeable issues that we and you have dealt with in 2020. Yesterday, we talked about some of our strategies for growth hacking, podcast growth. And today we're going to talk about some of the challenges that we faced when we were migrating our MarTech stack. All right, here's the third part of my conversation with Mr. Todd Hines, the man behind the scenes of the MarTech podcast. Todd, welcome back to our 2020 year in review. Thanks a lot, Ben. Good to be back with you. It's good to be back with you, and I'm excited to continue our conversation. One of the biggest things that we took on this year was a little bit of martechery. We decided to migrate our content management system, and we also updated our website, a big portion of the back end and the content for our show. Todd, how much do you enjoy migrating from one piece of technology to another? I wouldn't do it for fun on the weekends, put it to you that way. You would only do it if I asked you to do it on the weekends. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) Depends which piece of technology. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. No, it was definitely an exercise, that's for sure. Tedious, frustrating at times. We had our reasons for doing so. I'm sure we'll get into it, but let's say it's good to have it finished now and to have our new home, our new MarTech hub operating smoothly. I'm just going to say it out loud. It's a pain in the ass. If you don't have to migrate tools, I wouldn't do it. And the first one that we started with was our website. We decided that we were going to move the MarTech podcast website off of my consulting podcast domain to its own domain. And so we had a little SEO migration. What do you remember about moving from the Ben J. Shap domain to the MarTech pod domain? First of all, I can't believe that was just this year. You blacked it out, huh? That's right. (laughs) Well, here's the hard part is you can't migrate from one Squarespace site to another. And we didn't want to change platforms because our team didn't know another platform. And so knowing that you can't copy a Squarespace site, what we had to do 
was export our content from a Squarespace site, upload it to a WordPress site, then export it from the WordPress site into a new Squarespace site. So we had to work around not being able to just copy an existing site. That was a lot of fun, a lot of formatting, but we were able to get all of the content from the pages there. And then it became a truly manual process of reorganizing and redesigning the pages and making sure that our site was up. Talk to me about the process. This was mostly something that your team managed. What was it like to go through and have to go through every single page and make sure it looked right? Yeah, it's tedious, that part, for sure. The hardest part, really, I think it was in the beginning, and it's just getting every page on the site looking great. And really where the tediousness happened was in our episode pages. Every one of our guests has a custom page, and we spend time with that to make sure it adds a lot of value to the guests and looks great on our site. Well, to come up with that initial template and to rethink how we wanted to present the guest pages was harder than actually duplicating. Once we have the template, we can copy within Squarespace. And it, it is a lot of copy-paste work, no doubt. And, and it is incredibly tedious. It was very manual. But getting the templates figured out up front, once that was finished, then it was kind of a cruise control type situation. Now, this project could have easily sunk the both of us. I think the big learning here was something that we've done very well in developing our content was, hey, we're going to figure out what we want it to look like. We're going to document how we want the pages to be built. Then we're going to hand it off to somebody else. And we're going to use the freelance army to go actually build the pages. And so then all we're really responsible for is evaluating, editing, and make sure that the pages were right before we published. Then there was also the SEO migration. Ooh, that was a lot of fun. 301 redirects for, you know, five or 600 pages. Not the best thing in the world. We got some advice from some of our SEO consultant friends. And then we also you know, used a little Excel trickery to try to basically download all of our pages, make sure that our templates were right, and kind of do a bulk upload to try to point Squarespace from one domain to the other. So our migration went relatively quickly. Building your sitemap out, putting your site in nofollow first so you can publish your pages, make sure all the redirects are working, and then showing Google the site so it could start to crawl was really the strategy. Eventually, we moved on to migrating not only our content to a different website, we also migrated our content management system. We made the jump from Airtable to a service called Monday.com. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Todd, do you remember why we decided we were going to take that project on? Yeah, we wanted a better synchronicity of our content with our goals, our strategy, and our day-to-day and week-to-week to-dos and task management, essentially. So combining task management with content in one place. One of the things that we were challenged with is we had our content management in Airtable, and we had a separate service where we were evaluating our marketing efforts, a separate platform where we were trying to keep track of our business developments, uh, you know, our sales efforts, a separate place where we're managing our sponsorship relationships. We wanted to pull everything in together and also be able to automate the process. So when a task and a status is changed, it assigns someone else as responsible, but also to create a task list. That's really the big feature. And, and the reason why we use Monday is so someone can go in and say, what do I need to do today? And it could be everything across ad hoc tasks, content development, advertising, sponsorship management, no matter who is on our team, they have a list of all of their tasks that they're responsible in one place. I'm a firm believer that you can't just look at a calendar and understand what you're supposed to do easily. And it's better to have some sort of a single task list where you have all of your tasks combined so you could focus on prioritizing and executing. And so that was the reason why we decided to migrate. Now, There were some growing pains with moving from Airtable, a platform that we all loved, to moving on to Monday. Todd, walk everybody through, you know, some of the pain points that we felt and how we got around them. An analogy that comes to mind is being used to eating with your right hand. And if you have to switch over and eat with your left, everyone can do it, but it's just going to feel unnatural and it's going to be frustrating and it's not going to maybe be as enjoyable to eat if you're forcing your way through it with your opposite hand. Monday was a similar thing. It was just some basic getting used to a new thing. And humans are incredibly adaptable. It's just that transition phase into just getting used to something that you're not quite used to. Another thing about it is while the tool was a lot more robust and in some ways has a lot greater functionality for some of the things like the task management, we need to be mindful of not letting complexity get in the way of execution. And we, over time, learning to better use this tool it's been more empowering and less of a frustration with some of the functionalities and the ways to use it. Let's be honest. One of the reasons why I moved from Airtable to Monday.com is that I came back from paternity leave and didn't sleep for, you know, three months because I had a newborn baby and everything I looked at just felt disorganized. And as the leader of the organization, I and maybe just because I was a new parent for the second time, I felt the need to nest. And I wanted to clean up the house and make sure that everything functioned in an optimal way because we just didn't have time to fuck around anymore. And the beauty of moving towards a platform like Monday is it wasn't just a content management system. It is also in some level a marketing automation service where it's got tie-ins to some of the outreach campaigns that we do. We can pull in data from our sales effort. It keeps the team organized. It just felt like it was able to tie in all of the data and serve as a central repository. And don't get me wrong, 
Monday has got its problems. It is not the easiest tool in the world to use. It's not the worst. I think we're happy with it. It doesn't matter what tool you're using. What we were faced with and what a lot of marketers are faced with is I've got a marketing solution, a point solution that is useful for something, but I want to have a higher ceiling and I want to be able to integrate all the platforms. And we kind of went through essentially a MarTech consolidation where we were able to take some of our business development efforts, some of our content management efforts, some of our sponsorship management efforts, and we're able to put them all in one system. And now we can look at a general goal for our organization and have the data for all of our site performance in one place. And, you know, that's the part of being in a maturing business. You start to consolidate these systems or at least building in technologies that work together. So Todd, now that we went through the pain of the migration with Monday, what are some of the benefits that you think we've seen? Was it worth it? Yes, I think it was definitely worth it. So for me, it's going through my week and being able to click into on any given day, like you were saying, Ben, there's a my week icon in Monday, and it gives you a sort of the due dates of things that are assigned to you and are due during different days throughout that week. So we were able to generate more efficiency for our workforce. We were able to give them a better understanding of what tasks they were able to do. Talk a little bit about the automation, because I think that's something that is really important where we don't spend a lot of time assigning tasks to the right person anymore. Right. So going back to the assembly line analogy, when there's that handoff and when one person on the team completes their tasks for the episode, by simply adjusting the production status in Monday, we have an automation set up that then tags the next person responsible for their piece. So not only the automation, when we're talking about handoffs and responsibility from team member to team member, there are automations we've set up around due dates, for example, new items being added, tagged as a certain production status. All right. When an episode is edited, it marks our content producer to go write the blog post, and it also automatically assigns the due date for when they need that work done. And at the same time, it is also notifying the person who manages our guest communication that they can send an email to the guest, giving them the files that they need to let our guests know that their content has been edited. And look, we're totally in the weeds here talking about how, what our process is. Moral of the story is we went through this really painful process of moving to a platform that had an additional feature set. And it sucked. It was hard. The migration was difficult. We all had to relearn. We had to learn how to eat with our left hand. Now, the reason why we wanted to learn to eat with our left hand is because now our right hand is free. We were able to do more automation, make it clear what was supposed to happen. And then there were efficiency gains. And so as you're starting to think about what you can learn from our 2020 migration is understand that when you go through a migration, you are going to be less efficient in the short term. And you have to make sure you're moving to a platform and you have to have some faith that that platform is going to work. You have to understand what the additional feature set is going to be and really do the cost benefit analysis of, hey, I got to retrain my whole staff how to use this new tool. What am I going to get out of it? And now we very much think about the processes and we're able to sort of use the content production assembly line metaphor. And we're starting to do that with things like our sponsorship management. Hey, when an ad campaign is completed, 
mark the status of that ad campaign as completed, which notifies our email marketing expert to send an email to the guest, letting them know what the results of that campaign were. And so we're starting to build in more of that automation logic. So even if the emails aren't automated, the notifications of when something needs to happen is. And so there's more accountability for our team and hopefully then also more efficiency. I agree. Maybe it was worth it. Good. All right. We've won Todd over. Monday.com team, if you're listening, you're getting us. When we're really excited, actually, one of the things we're doing, we're going through another migration. Now we're going to be moving from Squarespace to WordPress. Next year, we've got a new website. It looks so sexy. It's unbelievable. You're going to love it. And one of the exciting things that we have is now we have our content management system, which is going to feed our content right into WordPress and hopefully automate the process of us creating our pages. So Lots of exciting things coming down for 2021, but we're going to continue our conversation about some of the challenges we faced in 2021st, and tomorrow we're going to talk about building out our workforce. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to Todd and my musings from our 2021 efforts. We're going to publish an episode every day this week talking about some of the challenges we faced and some of the learnings that we gained. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about managing a freelance workforce. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Todd, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Todd Adam Hines, T-O-D-D-A-D-A-M-H-I-N-E-S. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to our website, martechpod.com, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.